This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Fiji expected a stroll on the beach. Instead, they were dragged to Kokoda. Sharks fans are excited to sign Aaron Woods, understandable, given their current marquee prop ran for 30 metres in an Origin game. New South Wales proved their dominance over Queensland in all facets of the game, be it men, women, children and wheelies. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 16 of the 2018 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 293 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Energised. Energised? I'm energised from that rep round. I'm, I'm absolutely fucked. However, how good. Like, what a, what a great feeling it is to be the fucking Origin Champions again. And, uh, and at, the, at, the, at the forefront, at the, the dawn of the next empire. I can, I, this is how we're supposed to feel. I can only imagine that this is how Mandela felt when he was let out of prison. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. meant to be locked up. No, that's true. He was meant to be free. It's true. I, I can only imagine, you know, th- this is how, how you know, Linkler felt when he freed the slaves. <laughs> that, that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. This, this is just, you know, we've been through the valley. We have, we have, we have been through the... Of the shadow through, through, of peace. <laughs> we've been gallon. through the... We've, uh, we've listened to the sound of silence <laughs> for years. But the entire round... Jesus... Oh, the best round of the year. I enjoyed this football so much more. Yeah. Because every game, every single player out there loved what they were doing. Yeah. Every single game meant something to the participants. Yeah. And you could try and argue that NRL games mean something to the participants, but you know what? For some of them it does, but for most of them, or for a fucking significant amount of them, it just represents a fucking paycheck. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there's good weeks and bad weeks, but when there's just the one week and it's fucking on for these yeah. guys in these journeys... <coughs> Well, you got to think about it. If you're going to your nine to five every day and you're doing yeah. the same thing over and over and over, and then all of a sudden you you go away to a conference, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, and you're still with the same sort of people, you're doing the same sort of thing, but it's new surrounding, yeah. new environments, <laughs> yeah, chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one to get to because there's no symptoms for guys. <laughs> Oh fuck! There we go. Yeah, <laughs> maybe infertility. I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, I mean that's that's not something we need to be worried about. <laughs> <sighs> but no, I love that round. That every game was fantastic. It was. It was fucking. It was a. Uh, it, it was like, like I said, it was the fucking greatest. It was the best, like most enjoyable round of the year from fucking top to bottom, from beginning to end. Fucking loved it. 
we'll get into those games in a minute. But anyway, yep. um, the news this week are uh, a few player shuffles have happened as we as we inch towards the June 30. What's the fucking date today? 26. Okay, so as we inch towards the June 30 deadline for mm. transfers, um, for in-season transfers, we've uh, seen a couple of changes there. We've uh, and the big one, of course, would be uh, Aaron Woods shifting from the Dogs to the Sharks. Uh, word is the, it was almost like last night the deal was dead because the uh, you know the Dogs. <clears throat> had a certain amount that they were prepared to pay yep. uh, ongoing, and the Sharks had a certain amount over which they did not want to uh, spend. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, something's happened, and uh, it was literally Woods was training with the dogs in the morning, Ugh. and he was training with the Sharks in the afternoon. And they had time to make a you know a little fucking oh look how powerful this kind is little vignette to put on Twitter with you know him in a jersey and you know it's fucking stupid, but not as stupid as that women's uh, origin fucking text, text message ad. commercial thing. Fuck, that was horrible. But, um, yeah, so now, so now, uh, now the Sharks have got another fucking uh, substandard uh, prop for their, for their bench. What, what's the end game here? Well, the end game is, is that... Uh, Are they just setting up fucking fish and chips jokes for the rest of the year? I think it's just a matter of that. Because they're sharks and he's a gallon, potato. Gallon's going, <laughs> Gallon's going, and uh, you know ultimately, and they're, they're going to have to replace him. And I guess they can do it now for a price that they think is, you know, okay. And I mean, they've you know picking up kind of like for like in the sense that, you know, he'll he'll take the, he'll take the ball, you know. As many times as many as many times as he can, uh, he'll he'll you know take it in times when it, you know he has no right to fucking have it, and it probably kills promising. Both of them absolute fucking disgraces to the Blues jersey. Exactly, exactly. Okay. It. Um. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Look, honestly, this is just another one of those Matt Pryor situations for the Sharks, where they support their team. The team has made this decision. Now they've got to fucking delete tweets and live with it. Basically, and not on you with it, but in true Sharky's fashion, they've got to, they've got to talk it up like he's actually fucking worth something. Yes, and uh, look, he's not um, getting him's a bad move for anybody. However, if you're fucking replacing like a broken down, almost <laughs> losing this fucking player in in history, yeah, in Paul Gallen, well, <laughs> when you know, after the fucking why not proton the pills worn off, <laughs> you know. Yeah, this is the thing though. I'm starting to see this shift in Sharks fans. I see a lot of them realizing now. Yeah. That that they were probably Sharks fans at the worst time. They're, they're probably I reckon about twenty years too late because people who are in their sort of seventies or eighties now that supported the club, they got to go through all the hard yards. Then they got to see them win the premiership. And then they get to die within the next five years or so. Yeah. You know, middle-aged, younger Sharks fans now are realising that they've peaked and that there is <laughs> nothing to look forward to for the rest of their life. So I commend them on taking this uber-positive stance to news that any normal person would deem fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, glass half full. Kudos to you, Sharkies. <laughs> uh, otherwise, of course, as as we spoke about last week on the show, it hadn't been 
it hadn't actually happened. It just looked like it was going to happen with Robbie back to the Tigers. So that was bad timing on Robbie. I mean, you could have done that a, a day earlier or rabbits, whoever was responsible for the delay rather than us speculating and talking <laughs> as if it was happening. It actually happened. So um, congratulations, Robbie, the, the, uh, the, the heartwarming story. The He was kind enough though to today. You know, we saw this before the show. Uh, he's announced to the media that he is unsure if, if he'll retire <laughs> Exactly. At the end of the year, so I guess pending his, uh, he already feels very comfortable. There. Pending the job he does on Cleary, I guess. Oh, fucking hell! Uh, but he's he's uh he's 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 firing up. What do you what do you, what do you call his fucking like, the mound? He's firing up the mound and uh, getting his white ant fucking up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, just okay. counting numbers and uh, yep. Yes. He goes. And uh, Hastings just saw this afternoon that uh that Jackson Hastings has been has been released like three days before. Uh, before before the deadline. Now it's just like an unconditional fucking don't let, you know tell your story, walking son release. However, well that's that's the way that's that's the way that you would you would paint it if you were like someone like Molly who you know who feel yeah. who who sees him fucking walking walking around at Bondi when he gets coffee in the morning and waves him across the street and thinks he fucking knows him. Um. But I, I believe that he'll probably be getting fielding or, or finalising a uh, a deal with Huddersfield in the uh, in uh, the UK. So just to Surely. to confirm the lingo, yes. If he's given a release, yes, that means it's something he has asked for. No, no, they can just tell him. They can they can say that's it. You are released, motherfucker. Yeah, but they have to have due cause for that. Well, that's they- what, with, the, with the whole payment guarantee. I thought termination of contract was. We don't want you here. Fuck off. Yeah, well, I mean, because the, word, all, the you're, wording is like, let me just has been. Around. Well, we, you, you can just feel. Well, I'm just gonna. If this has been granted, or you know, has has been given, I would release. suspect that he would that he would want the release because he knows he's in. He was in a dead end. You know, dead end position there. Yeah. Um. So it's. Uh. I'm just going to go actually to their statement just uh, just now. Uh, it just says released from his, the remainder of his contract effective immediately uh, the club and Jackson's management made the decision mutually so there we go and then he's been as they, as they say in uh, in, in uh, wrestling lingo he's been future endeavoured which, which means best wishing all the best of his future endeavours yeah. yeah so uh, so as quick as so as uh, as as short that's the statement as short as that it's effective immediately yep. I would anticipate he'll get the uh, he's he has an offer from Huddersfield and will ink the and offer and will take it and, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that probably given that that's three clubs straight that he's been released from now I would I would uh, I think that you know perhaps a, a period of dominating the lesser competition over there uh, and and not you know making problems for himself correct would be the best thing as far as like rehabilitating his career, yep. and then yeah, ultimately he can come back and you know probably play for the West Tigers. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Okay. Well, just finally on the on the on the Woods thing, Ma underscore Aaron. So Aaron says, putting the player and clubs aside, it is absolutely ridiculous that a player can train with one club in the morning, then drive across town and sign with another club before lunch, and be photographed in a New Jersey that afternoon. They expect loyalty from fans. Look. Oh. I understand what you're saying, and I, while I while I I, I don't 100 percent agree, like I feel like you know that well for me personally I'm sort of you know I'm supporting the club, and 
you do have your favourite players that do pop up from time to time that you do like to follow and yep. back and everything. And like this was me with like you know guys like Cliffy, Tuvi, Beaver, but um, and and you know and probably some others along the line. But generally speaking, and I know it's hard sometimes because you know these things are like emotionally attaching and everything like that. Yeah. But I do I I, I do try to where possible keep it to like you know the club over you know over the players stuff but also in rugby league i mean like the player merry-go-round thing it isn't that crazy compared to some other sports yeah and that's why like in things like nfl and that i mean i don't give a fuck about the comings of goings of players really that much because maybe because i'm not geographically you know you're not right amongst it and, you know yep. you're not getting hit yeah. in the paper and everything every yeah. day but also because it's just like it just you know you just accept that that business over there is much more like those you know there's, there's a trade thing and then guys just getting flicked around like well fucking, it is a business yeah yeah you know? exactly um um yeah rugby league's got i guess it's got to become more like that but the, the only thing that i don't like is this june 30 thing where it's like you know like you're saying, this particular situation, I don't think anyone in the Dogs was a massive fan of Woods and, you know, he wasn't their favourite player and they're not going to yeah, no. their jerseys and buy Sharky's jerseys over this. But, but I know, yeah, like when players have been switched around like that, like that quickly, uh, yeah, even given the sort of the, the rumours and the, the, you know, the advance notice and everything, I get, I, I get the, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, see, I, I am, and I'm going to be a contrarian here. Mm-hmm. I'm all for this, only because I still firmly believe that rugby league and the way contracts are structured is far too heavily in the players' favour. Yeah. You know, then, when a club does want to take disciplinary action or to dump an underperforming player. They're losers because it they go, get scooped up by exactly, or like mis- or not, not even underperforming, but like just say like a misbehaving <laughs> sort of yeah. situation, like the like like the Canberra has had to deal with, where they've they've uh, had you know guys that were stars or you know becoming stars or whatever, definitely, and they've killed them for disciplinary reasons, and they've just gone yep. and surfaced up in another club and yeah. you know strength. But you know, okay, so look at Manly now. Yep. Manly's got DCE on that that lifetime deal. Yep, they are now fucking ride or die. DCE. They ha- yeah, they, ha- they, they have, have to. to. Yeah, yeah, you know? they, they have to be. Exactly. Yeah, so, how is that a, a good position for either of them? You know? Yeah. Sometimes you I need agree. to be able to go to somebody and say, listen, fuckhead, yeah. you're doing this, 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 and this. We love you, but unless you stop doing this, 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 and this. you got to fucking. Yeah. Your own. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I, I just, it's not, it's not the, it's not the ability to switch players, switch players and teams and stuff like that. It's, it's more like, I think it's the timing. I just, I feel like this sort of shit should be done in a window, like <coughs> the end of the year or something. Yeah. Where it's just, because. Mid-season. Because, if, I mean, it's obviously, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously more painful if it's a player that you love. Yep. But. I don't think it's unreasonable for an expectation that, a, you know, you go into a season and a player's going to be playing, you know, for that season. And yeah. And if they're going to go, that's great. You know they're gone at the end of the year and that's fine. But, but then then you would get, let, let's say Aaron Woods announced today that he's leaving the dogs at the end of the year and yep. he's going to join the Sharks. Yep. Every time that he has one of his fucking lacklustre games, yep. then you get the, oh, well, he's not putting in because he's this fucking dump oh, him to yeah, Reggie's but- and bring someone else through. Yeah, but I mean, that's just talking it. Would you not rather free up your cap 
If you get a player, well, they've signed a, somewhere else. They're in a different and unique situation. Well, yeah, I mean, it's no, it's no different anywhere else. I mean, there's tons of people. Yeah, you know, like fucking, there's like Cronulla centers have signed to go. You know, like they're they're going. You know, elsewhere mm-hmm. and like that's that's like just you know common fucking. Yeah, you know, it's just the way that it's just the way it works. I mean, the dogs are in a unique situation where they're absolutely ass fucked in terms of yeah. of uh, salary cap, and they've got to try and clear money. And even so, it's funny. Even this deal, I mean, while it gets, you know, I guess six hundred thousand dollars off their books, there's still like another four hundred that they're still carrying that's not going to be filled by a player. <sighs> you know? Do you know who I feel for in all of this? None of them. Fuck them all. Fuck. Fuck the old mate. Fucking bullfrog. That's fucking. That's fucking rolling in his grave right now. Fuck Des Hasler. Fuck Raylene Castle. Fuck Dib. Fuck Dean Pay for fucking stepping into this cunt circus of a thing. Um, fuck Clemmer for fucking still being there. <laughs> that I was going to say all of them. I honestly feel for Clemmer. Oh, yeah, no. Because here he was, you know, because he was apparently instrumental in getting Woods yeah, to the yeah. dogs. He also could have not fucking re-signed for the dogs last year too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But he's got fucking... Old mate Desi in there going, no, 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 we're building, we're building. He's got fucking Raylene. Yeah. Who, I don't know what the fuck she looks like. What was that fucking movie? The Witches? <laughs> Where they, they were all fucking bald and they had to put wigs on and shit. The Roald Dahl book. <laughs> there's a, there's a fucking character in that movie that looks fucking exactly like Raylene fucking Castle. <laughs> I was thinking like, well, like Stardust or whatever, you know, you see, you see, she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer except when she hasn't fucking sucked the life out of a fucking, out of, out of a falling star like she's like the fucking before shot. <laughs> um, but no, Cle- Clemmer was there, you know, gives his fucking heart and soul to the club. And now all of a sudden, just because he he's their last quality player, they won't let him go. So he's off the table. Yep. And he's just having everybody fucking sold from around him. Like he he wouldn't know what the fuck's going on at the moment. The the poor cunts just had everything go to shit and has been resigned to three or four years of wooden spoons. Yep. But he's got some origin fucking with <laughs> <laughs> if you can't win the premiership, at least you can win Oregon. That's it, true. <laughs> What's that? The the Hindmarsh Hindmarsh Book of Wisdom. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um and I'm just seeing if there's anyone any other moves that are, you know, really interesting to me to talk about. I don't think there are. Corey Norman said that he's not moving. Yeah, but then, you know, you see the 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 articles it was, it was just this morning I think I was reading an article saying that he's like He's on the outer, you know, performance and like not so, not so much in performance, but like also, yeah, misbehaviour off field and, and that sort of thing. And they've had enough. The and, other you know, uh, way to, to part ways or the other rumour, yeah, is Moses to the Broncos. Yeah, that one was, was that was like a early weekend or just before the weekend, and yeah, haven't seen anything else about it. But I tell you, it it does make me smile. <laughs> which could which could <laughs> build to a rock. You remember that? He this is this rugby league media fucking thing and it happens when coaches go yeah. right all they do is they sit down and they just write down every coach that has coached first grade before and doesn't have a job currently yep. and they're automatically the front runners so now it's just which half is underperforming maybe the club's going poorly yeah. let's yeah. just fucking merry-go-round these fuckers everywhere yeah. and this is the rumour yeah. it's just so. 
Oh, and the other one, I guess, is like you talk about Foran, who um, is out out for the season after either going to or or uh, or has had uh, you know surgery on an injured toe. Yes. And the Bulldogs are uh, apparently going to try and get him uh, medically medic- retired. Medically retired, um, despite the fact that all evidence is uh, all evidence has, has yeah. demonstrated he's been busted since like fucking two thousand and fourteen. Depends what they retire him with, though. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's got this new terrible fucking toe injury. That's the one that's retiring him. Not the fuck. Not the fact that his hamstrings yeah. are fucking. That's a <laughs> made out of wafers. All, all you need is to get a doctor to sign off and say that this injury, this toe, will stop him from playing rugby league at an effective level anymore. Yeah, and that's fine. And uh, and so yeah, and another and and that goes back to Raylene Castle when she had the the press conference with Desi, uh, so talking about how like foreign and Woods were going to be the fucking complementary players to, to help take fucking Embi, yeah. uh, Clemmer, and Graham. Oh, to, the, to, the, to, to the next level and win a premiership in 2018. Yeah, the interesting thing, um, there was a tweet that the Gus Twitter account put out today. Yeah, the the Gus in quotes Twitter account. Yeah, it's Gus. Yeah. Um, basically saying that Raylene Castle was one of the loudest voices in getting the NRL to can the under-20s comp. Yes, what I would—he was saying it from a salty perspective of that was a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't necessarily think it was a bad thing, but yeah. What I want to fucking know is, at what stage did she know that she had the fucking rugby Australia job? Yeah. Okay. And and then, you know, leading the fucking charge to close down the under twenties comp. And try and get junior adult. Which is when, <laughs> well, at, at that stage, you throw enough money at a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll pull them either way. Yeah, yeah. And if there's no set career path for them, one way or the other, hmm. Some somebody need there needs to be an investigation. That would make her a sh- as as shady an operator as uh, Greenberg and Hasler combined. That's a fucking very big statement. <laughs> I'm saying if what you're saying is true, if your speculation actually, you know, marries with the facts. Yes. Then yeah. Or if your if your hypothetical investigation that you're calling for turned up the evidence of, of which you're speculating. Well, you know, fucking come on, internet detectives. Yeah, go for it. Dig deep. Yep. Recaps for the rep round 2018. Kicked off on Friday night with uh, the New South Wales women 16 defeating the Queensland women 10 uh, in front of a crowd of just under 7,000 at North Sydney Oval. And uh, this one, the New South Wales women, we had a double to Isabel Kelly and uh, another try to uh, Nakia Davis-Welsh. Uh, Madison started two of three conversions and uh, Queensland women. Uh, 10 points came from double to Karina Brown. Chelsea Baker won from two conversions, including a, uh, a miss or an off the post that would have put them in front with uh, not too long to go. Mm. This game, I mean, like, 
look, I, I, I definitely wasn't one of these people. It was like, oh, I'll watch it if nothing else on blah, blah, blah. You know, I was interested to see it. Yep. And I was just really, really pleased to see um, a good crowd. I mean, it was a good, it's a, a good ground for, mm. for smaller crowds. Uh, it felt like, you know, filled out. The crowd were, were, were massively into it. Mm-hmm. And the action on the field actually delivered. Yeah. As, a, as, as both, uh, you know, no doubt a, a, a live a live uh, like it was it was also on TV it was a fucking it was it was a great game um, it was filled enough yep. so that it was just you know yep. stretching yeah yeah but it didn't look uncomfortable it wasn't like you know yeah ripping it and anything <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, so the crowd I, girth was good yeah yeah <laughs> it was they felt it the next day <laughs> It's it's not the North Sydney Vaginas. Yes, yes. Now um, that's a fucking big hits in this game. Uh, it, was, it was just it was a fuck, it was a fucking great game. I mean, ably assisted by the fact that it was locked up with you know less than ten, you know what was it, about four yeah. minutes ago or six yep. minutes ago yep. whenever that last try was scored. Um, uh, great great last try as well, and and the right team won. So I think as yeah. far as for the, for the women's game in general, I mean they've got the like the the women's NRL coming in, but I would certainly love to see this as a three game series, especially if uh, you know the standard remains as high and the the teams can you know are, yeah. are so evenly matched as well. Um, I, yeah, I, I went into this one. the The last example I'd, I had personally, yeah, with uh, women's leagues of typically male sports was the WAFL. Okay. And while that's a great initiative and, and it's good that they're, they're getting their exposure, I felt that one suffered by a, a very distinct skills gap yeah, in, okay. in terms of what they were doing well, as though, opposed all the jokes to... About, all the jokes about those, I don't even watch any of those games, but I mean, not so, as far as like on social media... Can, the, there, were so. ga- there were games that didn't get to double figures in the school. And they're, like, they're, they're just kicking like, you know, non-stop behinds. And, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, the thing that impressed me straight off the bat with this game was the technique. The technique in yep. all facets of every yep. single position. Um you know the the tackles were textbook. Yes. You know you can tell it's something that that I've gone on about for for a long, long, long time. I'm not sure that NRL clubs practice basics enough. I'm not sure they practice that really simple stuff that you've probably been doing since under sixes. But you can tell that both of these teams had their basics down pat. Um, even down the way, both the kickers were just absolutely fantastic when they were taking conversions, the way they were fucking reverse fading them through the fucking, yeah, through the post. Yeah. It was amazing. And they really got in there and put every, every little bit of effort in. Yep. You know, so the, the game wasn't easily won and, and it was there for either team. Um, it's very, it's, it's. I think it's so appropriate to compare and contrast with that. Now, my, my uh, measuring stick was the um, Australia versus New Zealand matches in the nines. Yep, that they would have, yeah. which were, which were also hotly contested, mm-hmm. fucking physical and you know high skill level, yeah. uh, you know occasions, and uh, yeah, but comparing it to the WAFL is like fucking 
or AFLW, whatever they call it. Yeah, it was is perfect because that was right. That's like a that was like a well supported via the via free free you know tickets or whatever. Yep, but well supported, fairly well publicised, probably more so down there, but low skill. Yes, you know, comparatively speaking, you know. Yeah. This, but this was, I mean, the skill was great, and it, uh, it was it almost criticism proof. Yeah, and it gives me great hope, and I mean, it, it gives me great hope for the women's competition, especially having having a uh, you know a small number of sides, which means mm-hmm. the talent's not going to be spread too thin. Which means you know, hopefully, yeah. week on week, the games are closer to this than not. Um, now, yeah, I do agree with you that I would love to see this as a three-game series. Mm-hmm. Issue is, you know, I'm sure you saw the story about the New South Wales captain. Yeah, having fuck, to yeah. having to quit her job. Yeah, um, fucking want to see what the RLPA is doing about that. Yeah, useless fucking pack of dickheads. The women you know? in the RLPA. Oh, oh, you know it's a, it's rugby league players association. Yeah, yeah. it's not the rugby Players league exactly. Yeah, you know. So if if she's having to give up her job, yeah, to do this, yeah. One side of it's, no, she should never have to do that. That's unfair. That's horrible. The other, the, other, the other extreme is, well, hang on, they've got to run a business too and they can't employ her knowing that she's going to be gone. Yep. This is the beginning of professional sports for women in this discipline of football. Yep. RLP, get the fuck in there. Do now. fucking something. Instead of whinging and negotiating so cunts that get busted bashing people don't have to fucking give up their percentage of TV rights, yeah. fucking do something to expand and grow the game. Mm-hmm. Useless fucking petter ass. <laughs> uh, Supergrave before said, uh, this isn't the first time we've seen 30-minute halves. The Raiders have done it all year. Ba-dum-ting. Stoke Bunny. Well, bugger me. On the edge of my seat watching the female State of Origin. Great game, great crowd. But they should play the opener for all three State of Origins next year. Look, I don't actually agree they should be the opener for the other State of Origin. People, the the crowd's not there for the, the opening game. Yeah. The crowd, you know, they'll... I think, yeah. Up, d- then fine. I think it deserves the time. Giving it its own time slot, unopposed, you know, you're catching the people who, not us... But the people who are like, oh fucking, there's no footy, there's no other footy on, so I may as well watch it. Yep. And then every one of those, you have a chance of blowing away. Because here's the thing: you got Origin on at what is it, seven thirty? Mm-hmm. You, you've well, got, well, yeah, you've like got to be Sunday, finished fair, on a Sunday. Fair enough if they kept it on a Sunday, but you know, from all reports, it's probably not going to stay that way. Yeah, but they'd have to be finished and fucked off out of their dressing room by six thirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So you put it. You, so they're playing at three. But if you use the more standardised Wednesday. Option. They're still playing at three. People are fucking work. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. so, I don't think it should be played as a curtain raiser. I can see why people would say that. Um, and they and when they're saying that, I think that that in you know in their opinion, that's giving it the respect. That, you know, yeah. that's actually giving it the respect they think it deserves and everything. Yeah. But I actually think it's detrimental itself. I mean, have it on in prime time on its own with you know unopposed, whatever. Like this is uh is fantastic and far more preferable. Yeah, I agree. To do a three game series though, I mean. That way, you know, that means you're having three separate standalone weekends. Otherwise, it couldn't work. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I don't know. These are issues to figure out going forward. Um, we had the Pacific Tests on Saturday. Uh, the first one was uh, PNG taking on Fiji. PNG is 26, defeating Fiji 14 out of Campbelltown. Uh, good crowd for these two games, uh, just under 18,000. And Papua New Guinea 
had a, a double to Junior Rao, Luke Page, Justin Ollum, uh, Reese Martin, 4 of 4 conversions, a penalty goal. Fiji's 14, 14 came from tries to Tyrone Phillips, Avuni, and Marcelo Montoya. Um, and they had one conversion. Oh, one of them. That was their. This game was a. Much like the next game, actually, mm. was just a, a feature of an absolute blitzkrieg in the first half. And if, uh, surprising, surprisingly so. I, I mean, PNG have become a, an extremely capable side over the last couple of years um, since the introduction of the Hunters into the you know the Queensland competition. Yep. And you could just tell that the level has just uh, it's risen. But it's also there's there's also a, a baseline of being formed of like you know, yeah. Like they always remember they always used to play the game against Australia and they. <coughs> And they'd they'd come out hard and they'd put on some big hits and all that sort of thing and they'd make some good runs and they'd be they'd make a game they'd be game for like twenty minutes but Australia still win like fifty four to ten yeah, or something that's like that. Now the baseline across eighty minutes for the side has lifted so high and uh, and this game was just another feature of it. I thought the Fiji would win this game. Yes, um, I didn't put enough thought into the fact that Jared Hayne was in the halves for Fiji, which was potentially a, a large... But, you know, all that said, I mean, PNG just played fucking awesome. In, in his defence, look, I, I don't think Hayne was horrid in the halves. You know, for, for somebody who effectively had his... You know, well, I guess it wasn't his maiden game in the halves, but someone who's not used to playing there. Yep, yep. He, he had a respectable showing, but... The the thing with PNG, they're obviously benefiting from playing much more football together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, instead of being that team that had... Because they've, they've gone from you know, having their whole team spread across Q Cup with a spattering of NRL. Yep. Now the, the majority of them are playing week in, week out. But they played with speed and intensity and... This is why I'm really enjoying the football this year. It's gone away from that, you know, clever, smart, technically we're still within the rules. Slowing everything as much as possible. To justice, the team that will play with the more energy and focus and intent for longer. Yep, yep. They're the ones who get on top. Um, DJ Mo Fresh. What a fucking story. What a fucking story. Rugby League royalty. <laughs> um, but, you know, the uh, around that whole PNG team, yeah. um, you know, Ray was just, he, you know, he's strong and he's he's fast and his vision was fantastic. I, I'm that pumped as well that the field sponsor yeah. was PNG's premier corned beef company <laughs> that to me <laughs> was absolutely fucking fantastic somebody sent me some of that somebody in PNG <laughs> sent me some of that whatever it's called we go. We, we, we gotta we got get our bud we gotta, we gotta get fucking Jason next time he goes up there fucking oh, fuck yeah. whatever it was called um, you know PNG unfortunately just no kick out no heart <laughs> well, Fiji you saying yeah 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 um, and and look, even the points that they did score was, were, you know, towards the end, uh, 
Yeah, there were there were tries that the game was fucking well and truly won. I mean, the game was won at half time. I mean, Papua New Guinea did. I mean, it was disappointing in the second half. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, defensive intent and everything like that, that never changed, and which allowed them to, you know, to to sit on that lead and protect it and win the game. Yeah. Um, Broken Chapo. With Hayne losing at Campbelltown Stadium, does that mean there's no longer his house? Well, I think we, you know, last week we established that he, you know, he leased it out to the Raiders. Uh, perhaps it was <laughs> that lease hadn't, <laughs> hadn't uh, expired. Look, it, I was going to say something harsh there. But I shouldn't expect somebody who fucking lives in his mum's lounge room to know the ins and outs of fucking real estate and to know that losing a game doesn't fucking, you know, take away ownership. Yeah. So, nice try. (laughs) Nice try. You are the fucking Raylene Dib of Twitter. Fuck off. (laughs) Tonga 38 defeated Samoa 22... um same same venue, same crowd. Uh, Thomas 38 came from Trice. Um, Havili Hingano, uh, Connie, Robert Jennings, uh, Hopper Jr., Tupo, and uh, Tatola. Um, SST, four of seven conversions and a penalty goal. Samoa's 22 came from Trice to uh, Gave, Lafai, Tyrone May, and George Tafua, who was... Uh, playing for Samoa this time when he was a Tonga last time and his father was one and his mother was the other so he's eligible to play for either uh, get in some Mason Lino was three of four <laughs> conversions and this one as in the other one it was just an absolute powerhouse first half and it was funny watching this game like Samoa they were the ones that started with all the run yeah and you know I think it was like their second set or you know like a repeat set they, they scored almost immediately yep and um, and then the next thing you know Tonga are just fucking running wild. The back of like Hopper Jr. was was fantastic. Fucking Tamalolo, obviously, uh, SST, fantastic. And they just absolutely smashed them. I thought it was going to be 50 at one stage. Like the, the ease of yeah. which and the domination of which they were they were displaying. Oh, this is just going to be fucking, this is going to be ugly. This, this game, I think more than the others, surprised me. Like you had the guys like Hoju. Yep. You, you remember how good they are? Yep. You, you remember the potential they have, what they're capable of? Mm-hmm. It makes me a little sad to see them go back to fucking Clubland this week. The, the, the... <laughs> Needs to go back to the Bulldogs. And- you know, um, you know, in the, in the, the Fiji game before it, like, Kevin Nagama, he did that fucking thing where he's, he's like, you know, the, like a kid's drone. Where it just fucking can go in like nine different directions and just not lose any speed. Yeah. That fucking thing. Um, to these guys, I do sincerely hope that they go back to Clubland and they take that with them for at least a couple of rounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's the thing that that you really, that, that no coach can give them. Um, but if their coaches are worth anything, they'll use and utilize to get them up for the rest of the year yep and uh just not not too many tweets on these ones uh, Stoke Bunny uh, uh, Samoa vs Tonga this is how rugby league should be played and the rise of Tonga as well I mean you don't remember like you know when you can when you look at those two games from from Saturday Fiji were like you know the semi-finalists mm. in the World Cup didn't you know it wasn't an incredible performance from them I mean they 
they got, they got fairly smashed in the in the semi. But um, how much did the whole fucking not getting paid for the World Cup come into it as well? Oh, I no. see too, and I haven't I haven't received an email um, from uh, from those guys in a little while. So I wonder if that's uh, yeah, I wonder if they got paid for this one. Mm. Tonga though, looking fucking good to get up to the next level too. To uh, to really like you know consistently you know compete well for eighty minutes versus the likes of you know New Zealand. I think. Australia. Well, you know, they they beat New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you know, that's but yeah, that's that's once. But I mean, you want to get them to the stage where yeah, it's a match as good as Australia versus New Zealand, or see, one as unpredictable. See if you follow me here. I think Tonga on their best day are now better than Australia on their worst day. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so it's like that Australia where there's like a bunch of guys. It's like at the end of the season, and and there's a bunch of dudes that have pulled out or elected to have their surgery after mm. the after the NRL season's finished. Well, let, let's be frank as well. We're running with the you know, strings. New, New Zealand Anzac Anzac Test Robbie New Zealand. Farris, the oh right. fuck! That's what we talk. Yeah, that kind of. That I'll kind. fucking buy a Samoan jersey. Because <laughs> Samoa could beat them after getting flogged by Tonga. Um, you know. Anzac Test New Zealand isn't a threat. Yeah. End of end of season or or end of series, especially New Zealand. And That's end a of tournament. Story. End of tournament yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, they take a little yeah. while to get to get moving. And uh, who knows what's going to happen with them after you know this this mad year. I mean, he's only been there for like two minutes, so he hasn't had really time to you know a lot of time to um to impart his uh, his his blueprint on them. And uh, moving along to their game, it was uh, six o'clock in the morning our time. Uh, England 36 defeating uh, New Zealand 18 at uh, Sports Authority Field at Mile Highest and uh, it was 19,320 the official crowd. The uh, English side, their points came from Ryan Hall, a double to Whitehead, Jake Connor, Tom Makinson, John Bateman, uh, four or five conversions for Widdop. And uh, a couple of penalty goals for Widdop as well. Uh, New Zealand's 18 came from tries to SR Masters and uh, double to DWZ. Uh, Osako, three of three conversions. It was there for the taking for the started, old Kiwis. Started off well, but uh, man, that second half from England. Now, I've never been to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, the shit about the altitude. Yes. All I've been reading all week is that New Zealand were, were the victims of fucking high altitude and this, this. Am English I, played the same fucking state. This is what they I'm played thinking. the same game. I mean, could could people, you know, certain people handle altitude better than other people? Sure. Maybe it just didn't affect the English players as much for... Is that a thing? ...whatever reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I don't think the English are like... I don't think it's because of any specific alcohol, al- altitude-related training or, or any... Because Burgesses know. are very tall. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the key with that... But, I mean, I've seen things like in UFC and stuff like that. I've seen fighters markedly different and like gas out badly because of altitude fighting it out well yeah the, but I didn't think it didn't to me it didn't look like the New Zealand players were any less the science around it's the dilution of oxygen in your blood and yeah, how easy yeah. it is to, to be carried around yeah yeah but I, I can't get my head around why people are reporting that New Zealand were a victim of it because they were the ones that lost the game, I suppose. I don't know. The only uh, time they were a victim of the altitude was when Widdop kicked that 50-meter fucking <laughs> goal. And I want to tell you, 
Once he kicked, once he kicked that goal, I didn't give a shit about the result of the game. All I wanted to see was was Widdop to take it to take the two when they got a penalty on their own thirty. Like just just to say we're ahead, like you know, thirty something to to not much. This two points is not going to be about. I think I can probably get it over the dead ball line if I have, you know. If yeah. I, I just wanted to see him say, "Fuck this, let's fucking let's let's see how far I can kick this motherfucker." Rock and roll, yeah. Rock and roll. Try and take a field goal shot from like fucking thirty meters, yeah, around thirty meter line. Yeah. Just, it's, I wanted to see something like that because I mean, I did hear that you know that the the altitude or lack of altitude does does enable the ball to sort of carry. Was it twenty percent further or was it twenty Shit. meters further? Something okay. was like. And apparently in training he was banging them over like from there, like Fuck. all the time. So there was nothing for him to take that shot from halfway. He wasn't taking the piss like he'd done it in training. Yeah, you know? okay, gotcha. And, and especially when you get the opportunity to take it from the center and everything, like you're not going to yep. get a better chance. But, yeah. Um, but man, I really wanted to see just like a, even it's like you know you get down to your last tackle and you, you're having trouble getting out of your own end instead of forty twenty trying to kick a field goal from there. Bang! Like just you know. What was it? Who was that that kicked a thirty five five? Was that Isaac Luke? Uh, possibly. I can't remember who it was. To be yeah. But yeah, another example. The, the shittiest thing that came out of this was, and this is just for the game in general, and the game for English fans. Did you see our dear beloved fuckhead Wayne Bennett <laughs> and what he said about selections? Right. So he, here's this thing. He made a selection. It was that um, Bateman guy. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, A... How can you be mad at somebody that reminds you of Jason Bateman? But <laughs> there were some people who were saying that, you know, they didn't necessarily agree with, with Wayne's policy or they thought this or they thought that or whatever. And Wayne Bennett's basically come out and said, well, they've got to understand there's a reason that I'm paid to coach and they pay to watch. Like, at what Fucking, st- is that okay? You know, the- he's a he's 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 like he's always been a cranky cunt. Yeah, I know. This is, no, this is not news, but it pains me that this is what this is what's happening now to somebody's national team. Yeah, but I mean, when you talk about what's happening to somebody, and it's not us. We talk about what's happening to yeah, the national team. He's fucking taken them to to. Improved level after improved level to the point now where they're probably the the biggest threat to Australia in the international scene. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I, I don't see them have improved that much. They were, they were always either two or three. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, they've been three for a long fucking time. Like undisputed three for a long fucking time. Uh, uh, they, they they probably clawed themselves to second in the you know, in the World Cup. I mean, mm. well, I guess if you're going to use that as an official you know ranking implement, they did. But um, yeah, they. But then now, yeah, they I mean, did, man. Now but now they've emphatically, yeah, by beating New Zealand, there. smash New Zealand the next yeah. time. You know the 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 nominal three. Um, so yeah, look, you know, I think you know, given the the parameters with which he has to work with, which is like you know, a game a year or you know, maybe a couple. Yeah, no, I, I get mean, that. I, think he's, I, think he's I, I just think it's an interesting, interesting fucking tactic. You know, in, in a country with that much fucking competition for for the sporting yeah, yeah. view, but, but also so, you know, he they were, they, were, they were kept trying to score tries and everything, and they weren't just fucking <laughs> they weren't trying to run the clock down like they weren't they were they weren't playing bench yeah, ball true. either. He's given this brand of football is actually yeah he should give his club side. Yep. <laughs> um, Alpha Ben RL, 
that was worth getting up for. Amazing performance. Graham taking a, a conversion. But great to see an England team to be proud of. Now for a cup of tea. Um, Josh underscore Gunton one said, calling it now, the next Rugby League World Cup, the final will be England versus Tonga. Uh, hashtag shit hot takes. Negative. Okay, good. There we are. Negatory. And the final word on this uh, on, on this game has to go to our mate um, Benny over there, uh, resident of Atlanta, but he was up there at the Denver test, and uh, he sent us a, quite a long uh, uh, story about it. But I was going to read it because um, how fucking good, to, mm. you know, it wasn't a close trip. You know, I don't know if you're in American geography, but you know, like Denver down to Georgia is not the closest. Did place. you look at that photo? Fucking Where are that fucking kid's parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going to the Denver Test was legitimately one of the best experiences of my life. I could have been in that stadium for a week straight and it wouldn't have gotten old. It's crazy after three years of watching these guys who play literally on the other side of the world play right in front of you. The game was fantastic and it was always and it will always be one of my favourite games ever. Uh, don't let shit journos or anyone in the media tell you it was a shit atmosphere because they didn't go and you can't always measure atmosphere when you're watching on TV. Um, and the crowd on the side that the cameras were, weren't shown has pretty much filled the bottom level. Icing on the cake was when I talked to JWH and he signed my steed and after the game. I think they're doing it next year too and I would 100% recommend it. I love rugby league for a long time now and but now I can truly see why it's the greatest game of all. How fucking good. See and how I mean, fucking easy these people are to please? <laughs> Fucking throw JWH at him. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's some dedication. It's some dedication, but also that is what, that is the reason why games like, you know, why that guy's putting that game together. Yeah. That kind of, he's not the only one that would have walked away from that. You know what? Here's the thing. If you're a fucking NRL player and you're stuck in an airport because your shit cunt club allegedly was the only one that did nothing to get you out of there. Instead of fucking whinging on Twitter, how about you have a think about the kids? That fucking kid that watched you play for that club that you're fucking touting on about misspelling on Twitter, you dumb cornrowed fuckhead. (laughs) He got up at three in the morning to watch you every fucking week, and then he flew halfway across his country to watch you live. And he had to speak to fucking Maria Hargraves. Exactly. I mean... The fucking trials. The trials that kid has been through. <laughs> it's nothing like you're fucking waiting for a United fucking... <laughs> United flight. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, though, when you're like... You, so, who, who was it that put up the, the the images of the weather forecast in in LA and Denver? I don't know. And, like, saying that the flights were delayed due to storms and, like, the weather, the weather for... The, LA and Denver were like clear and <laughs> oh, really. <laughs> Look, I just get the I mean, I just get the feeling that Marty's just not too fucking keen to get back and play for Manly, and that's that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> I get it, um, but you know, leave 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 the poor social media fucking cunts of the United Airlines out of it. Exactly. <laughs> and the main event Sunday night State of Origin game two. New South Wales 18 defeated Queensland 14, securing the 2018 series, putting a, a, an exclamation point or a fucking coup de gras on the fading old regime and uh, signalling, heralding the beginnings of a new one. Uh, 82,223 in attendance and um, 
18 points to New South Wales came from tries to the Fox, Boyd Cordner and Latrell Mitchell. Uh, for, uh, we had Maloney three or three conversions. Fucking crucial too because I mean he was banging them over from the sideline and you know yeah. that was the difference in the game. Uh, Queensland's 14 came from tries to Holmes, Gagai and Chambers with uh, Holmes one of three conversions. If, you know, again, um, we had to put an overarching theme to this game. Mm-hmm. It was that New South Wales did a better job when they got their opportunities. Because, by God, it wasn't like they were dominant all across the field all night. You know what? I mean, like, statistically, they weren't. And it felt like they were there. Every set of theirs was, uh, not, they weren't going backwards. But, fucking, they were kicking out of their own 40, you know, yeah, most times. That's it. Queensland, you know, with like Slater, Slater or Holmes, like, you know, taking the ball almost on the run, yeah, the 20s, getting up close to the 40 by the time, yeah, like it felt like they were under the pump for the entire fucking yeah. time. That's it. Um, Queensland off to a you know, off to a great start in this game, uh, you know, great, great first half or great first 30 minutes or so, for, you know, for Queensland. Um, you know, I dare I say, starting proper location, didn't fucking get it done for New South Wales, mm. and it wasn't until Vaughan and fucking Jakey Turbo came on that shit started to turn around, and um, Vaughan was fantastic, I, yeah. I think, he, I mean, I don't think he'll, he gets enough credit in the in the wash-up of the game, people are looking yeah. at people like Latrell Mitchell and and, uh, and James Maloney and, and you know, uh, yeah, Tommy Turbo in the last, in, you know, when, when they were down a man and he had to fucking hold shit down, like there's, yeah, sure moments like that are fantastic, and got, those guys all played great but man Vaughan was the one that fucking started to get us moving yes when we were fucking we were fucked we were yeah. down 10 nil, and it was like and you know I wasn't worried but I was like digging a fucking hole for ourselves it's, it's the thing that you know surprised me across both games because going into game one yep the the big point was that New South Wales pack was dominant mm-hmm. you know they'd picked a pack that was a good mix of size and strength and speed and ability and yep you know, it, it really didn't ever fire. Yep. And much like that PNG-Fiji game, Queensland were just more intense. They were quicker off their line. Yep. You know, you, you can have this big taunted forward pack, but if they're not aggressive in defence, yep. if you're always taking one outs, one outs, one outs, or you're trying to spread too early, yep. Queensland defence was just having an absolute fucking field day. Yeah. And they really put a number on them early. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, the game did come down. You know, what do they say? In, you don't win origin games, you win moments. Yep. Um, and the most important moment of any game ever in the history of rugby league was Nathan Cleary's tackle on Valentine Holmes <laughs> to single-handedly win the match. <laughs> And win the series, <laughs> and you know it, it. Oh, it took him. It took him. It it, it took him what, like 158 minutes to do something. But uh, <laughs> this series, look, I'm not even going. I'm, I'm not even going to troll about Cleary. I mean, sure, you know he'll feature in one highlight in, in the, you know in the Origin yeah. series this year, <laughs> and that's and that's it. But you know what? He hasn't fucked up. I'm not sure what people expected out of him. I, he's made his tackles. He's it, got he's got his kicks away. And I think that, and more you know, importantly, that'll took, do pig. More importantly, took his tackles. That's what I mean. He made he made the ta- he made the tackles. No, he oh, made yeah he took he made his yeah. tackles. Yeah, he but took he fucking too. took his hits. Yeah, yep. And he got up and kept going. Yep. And I think people have to remember that he's fucking twelve years old. Yeah, the thing is about twelve it, year old. I mean, the, the the other thing. I mean, yeah, he is. But also, he's 
he, that 12-year-old was selected, so he's, you know... 100%. doesn't matter. He's got... 100%? Yeah. But if you had... Okay, if you, if you had Andrew Johns... Yeah. ...and a rookie... Yeah. ...who are you expecting to be the dominant half? Oh, well, yeah. You know? Obviously. If, if you had Darren Locke... No, um, who's a good half? Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Right? If you had Cooper Cronk and, yeah. and a, a rookie... Yeah. Cronk and Munster, who do yeah. you expect to be the dominant half? Well, yeah. You know, so... Yeah. He'll grow into that position, and and now he's had a taste of what that brings. Now it's over. Maybe he might, you know, build some confidence, and you know, maybe in game three he might, you know, like run a yeah. bit, or you know, what is he? Two two games back from a fucking season-ending potato injury. Yeah, yeah. I did see fucking. He's going to get to play him again. Our good too, friend isn't he? Shunter put on Twitter. Woods gets another crack. He's fucked Edwards. He's fucked Cleary. Yeah. And now he's going to get another chance at fucking Cleary. Yeah. You know, he's back. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, what else to say? Fucking Billy Slater had obviously a, a very a very big effect on Queensland. Um, yeah. He, he got GI into the game more. And fucking tell you what, people talk about Ben Hunt. And yeah, he kicked that ball dead, you know, on the third tackle or whatever it was towards the end, you know, in probably their last best chance yep. to, to make something happen. Um, and he had some... Well, he was, he was the one that fucking... That uh, tripped Cordner for the penalty tries. Tripped Cordner for the penalty tries. And he had a try. And, and he was one of the guys on. that fell off, uh, fell off uh, with uh, the trail. first try. Oh, with Fox. I think, I think it was yeah, the Fox yeah. try, yeah. Um, um, he also knocked on in that yeah. the last desperate... On that line there, yeah. on, the line, on the goal line there, which was, yeah. the, which was what, the end of the game, wasn't it? Or, or they had to stay... Yeah, well, all that, that says to me is that Ben Hunt fucking evolves himself everywhere. <sighs> the other thing is, I feel like Ben Hunt... Whatever he did in that game, it only merely offset what fucking James Roberts was doing. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> oh, he's so fucking lightning fast. Yeah, okay, cool. Prove it. Yeah. Take a fucking hard, take one of the hard carries after a fucking kick. Yeah. Do something. Fucking make a fucking line break. I don't know. Do something. Yeah. Show, show us how fast you are, mate. Because yeah. all I saw was a fucking dude get smashed over and over. And then when Queensland had the ball, GI, he he would he would turn in and take the guy inside, fucking leaving fucking Turbo to fucking, you know, deal with it. <clears throat> Should I mop up fucking GI after he palms off fucking Roberts and steamrolls through? Yeah. Fuck it. And then he and and then he, as as if to punctuate just he how did. fucking useless he is, he gets himself <laughs> fucking binned for ten minutes when there's four points in the game and Queensland are fucking pressing against thirteen, let alone fucking twelve. Yeah. The the beautiful thing though, once they got him off the field, it that did. was the best they played all night. Look, the same as the NRL. Yeah. How many times this year have we seen it that the team that gets somebody sent to the bin? Yeah. Is the team that galvanises. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fucking no more, they shall not pass. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, fucking effort face Turbo did look like fucking, you know, the Muppets when that beaky guy would have his hair on fire and he'd be fucking running around the lab. <laughs> That's what he looked like out on the fucking wing. Um, and in the I, second half, he fucking saved the series by holding down two slots out there. Yeah. Like a fucking champion. In all seriousness. GI, and GI of all people as well, who was actually in the mood for it. In, in all seriousness, I, look, if he's not if he's not good enough to be fullback, um, I'm not a fan of him on the wing. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, that team has plenty of room to grow 
together. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at who's going to be leaving that team over the next, say, three years, Maloney will end up going. Yep. Um, and at which point, hopefully, you know, someone like Clear, uh, someone like Kiri will be fully vested, ready, and ready, yep. uh, ready to that's it. You know, slot in. Um, and then you know the God, who's the next one after that? Well, Corden is going to go. Mm-hmm. Then it's probably your Frizzells. You know, what's he? Late twenties. He's alright. Mid twenties. Yeah, he's got. He's got time. Then Teddy. You know. And fucking Frizzell. That's a, he's another fucking underrated dude. Like he just doesn't play badly. Yeah. He fucking made his tackles. And but here's the thing: every Origin game, I come out of it thinking, "Fuck, he was underutilized." Yeah, and then you but then you look at the statue. Well, he didn't miss a tackle. Yeah. Oh he no, I know. Made, he made all the, you know, all his meters look fucking great every time he fucking. But he seems to do this thing where he gets in and he's on an edge and he's fucking damaging, 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 yeah. damaging. And it, okay, it's coming. All he needs is an arm free. Yep. He's drawing enough defenders. You know, now now they need to do, they're cutting him out. Okay, that's fine. All of a sudden he's off. Yep. I just... Yeah. You know, hey, we won the game. You know, fucking how good is it to be able to bitch about things even after a series win? I, I get that. <laughs> um, you know, Tedesco, he's playing for a fucking good club now. He could go on for another six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not biscuity anymore. Yeah. He's got proper training facilities, strapping tape. Yeah. You know? How fuck's that? Strapping tape cost us a fucking Origin series. <laughs> Fuck you, Tigers. But um, well done, New South Wales. Well done to Queensland. Uh, origin is alive. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yep. And until uh, we win next year, then it'll be declared dead north well, of the border. Look, by my calculations, and this is scientifically proven, I believe that Origin is thirty-three percent dead. <laughs> I think it's three. Cause I think it takes three New South Wales series wins on the trot. For Mal and fucking, you know, Gordy. Concept's dead, yeah. Just to say that the concept's yeah. dead. So, so uh, yeah. Oh, and just so we're not accused of being biased. Yeah. That fucking weird fucking Pongy kid. He yeah. was all right. He was all right. I've seen people going, he had a fucking blinder. Mate. He he's fucking first, he conceded a penalty that led to a, to, to try and a, and a six yeah. and a six again that led to a try. It, so uh, he he made a line break and he looked all right. But I mean, he got his first up. couple of minutes. Yeah, was two missed tackles on a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, leading to tries. Yeah, it, and uh, and you know he made that line break. But I mean, Fox and uh, and and Teddy fucking mowed him down. Yeah, they had early. him. I mean, yeah, he's although had enough raw talent. Yeah. Oh, he'd be good. I mean, I mean, he had he had a, a very solid debut for the minutes that he was that he was given to work with. Yeah, and in you know in a non-starting position, I would imagine that probably next year we're going to see him. Yeah, you know, if he's if his NRL trajectory continues on the on the path that it is, I would imagine that he'll be starting somewhere. Look, if you were on a desert island with him and Milford, mm-hmm. you'd fucking definitely eat Milford because there's a chance you might be rescued and you'd like to see Ponga play football again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? um, <laughs> Even though he's this that fucking weird thing, I don't know. Does he have red hair? Does he not have red hair? <laughs> fucking freaks me out. Just make it fucking clear. Yeah. Whatever you have. And uh, and yeah, so we are. Uh, I'll be I'll be grabbing some tickets for us. Uh, I'll, I'll put the call out to any Queenslanders who are willing. You know, who... fucking chim chimney motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, we're going out of bunnies in a couple of brooms. I've had a, I've had a look at the the Suncorp Stadium terms and conditions, and look, they uh, they're probably not going to let them in, but we can put them in cloaking and we can fucking control them with them outside, no problem. No, hang on, no fuck this. Let's go and buy some fucking buckets 
and overalls and make name tags <laughs> and fucking walk in. Yeah, that's true too. That work. Yeah. <laughs> um, couple of origin tweets. Actually, a lot of origin tweets. Fuck it, it's our time, motherfuckers. Ben Dunn forty three said, uh, "Interesting, it's taken to origin for a Broncos player to do time for a crime." Yeah. Uh, and that was one of those fucking stupid umbai, like that one that lost the doggies the game against Brisbane. Yeah. You know, with umbai. Like it didn't really do anything to him. It was just the action that he actually did something that meant he had to go. That's the thing. But, he touched. Uh, he touched but, a player. And but literally, he touched. It's... He touched the player. That's like. And yeah, well, fucking don't do it. If you're gonna fucking go to the bin for something, I mean, you should have fucking cleaned him up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like clean him the fuck up. Exactly. Like don't just like this little fucking half of your love tap on the way through. I mean, get sent off. If you're gonna get bin, get bin for something. Yep. Um. Oh, the council creeper said, I, "I take back everything I said to Brisbane fans after 2015. I now know what it's like to have Ben Hunt choke on you in a crucial game." Um. Paraman Mark Two, I want a new one in a row shirt. Oh well, and uh, yeah, look, it's uh, I'm uh, trying to get waiting to get prices back from our our, our lads down at Newmarket to do a New South Wales edition undefeated shirt with uh, sky blue with the with white with dark blue. <laughs> so uh, those ones hopefully have them out for uh, Origin Three, uh, but they'll be up for pre-order on the site in the next couple of days. Um, Cruzy 6 take a fucking bow, Ben Hunt. You've done fucked us up in the big show yet again. Well done, New South Wales. Well deserved winners. I don't think Ben Hunt alone deserves it. You know, underscore JDHD. I tell you what. Yeah. If my last name rhymed with cunt, I would try extra hard not to be one. <laughs> Uh, tell you what Dragons fans there's a fucking portal into the future right there my yeah, friends yeah. <laughs> uh, underscore JDHD get your blue spray paint your two dollar brooms down to Suncorp because the sweep is fucking on we're at uh, Cattle Dog Blue the only happy Queenslanders are the Brisbane Lions last time New South Wales won all Queenslanders became AFL supporters for a few years <laughs> then Queensland Red supporters uh, Rishi Rishi underscore Rishi poor Queenslanders complaining about the penalty try even shit cunt Slater said he couldn't disagree with the call and he lives to cheat so yeah let's not pretend <laughs> I didn't choose to stick the ball, kick the ball there for no reason other than to cement his legacy. Um, oh, nice one. Kim W. Jobson. Uh, some of my favourite league memories don't include Cameron Smith. 2008 grand final, now 2018. <laughs> uh, hashtag up the blues. Um, ride the Ning. Ride underscore the underscore Ning. Ben Hunt has to be the most exciting player of his generation for opposing teams. Hashtag dude fucks up. And uh, Uncle Merle, um, that's M-U-R-L. Ben Hunt trying to be remembered for something outside of the grand final drop. I actually felt sorry for him after the game, after the dust yeah. and everything. During the game, I was just like, yeah, fuck, yeah, get it, cunt. Um, but yeah, look, it's just it's just very pleasing to to not have to have a decider in Queensland. Yes. And uh, especially with, I mean, like you just feel like at Suncorp, the exact same scenario as that game. Queensland could have gone on with it. Yeah. Well, they could have got there in that last ten minutes when Roberts is off. Yeah. I mean, just the, it, it was, it was, it was that close at the end there. Um, but hey, they couldn't beat us for twelve, so. Yeah. We're gonna have thirteen next time. The best of luck to you, cunts. And not Matt Pryor. And no, well, yeah, hopefully not. Oh no. Oh, mate, it's still going to be out. Busted so. face. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's yes. time to end a fucking Ryan James. Get him in. Fucking oath. It's a dead rubber. Why not try some... Fun? Yep. If you, if you want to... If you've got some positions where you just, you know... Yeah. 
Why not? Yep. Even Spot track on. sims. Fuck. 30 metres. 30 metres. Got to be better than that. Lowest total for meterage of all 34 players on field. And they included him walking out of the tunnel. Uh, yeah. And walking off from his first ineffective stint. Yeah. Okay, previews this week. Dragons take on the Eels at Wynn Stadium on Thursday night. Do we really need to talk about this game? Of course the Dragons are going to win. A lot of these games this week are going to depend largely upon who backs up and that sort of thing. And the Dragons do have, you know, a, a couple of guys backing up. But I think... Well, Dragon, the Dragons have Widdop, Hunt, DeBellin, Graham, Vaughan, Va- yeah. Graham. Uh, are we remembering all of them? That's probably about all of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nightingale, Guess Nightingale what? play for Kiwis? They can all have jet lag and concussion and they'd still and win. And beat the Eels, yep. yeah. Um, fuck the Eels. Or do the Eels see a sniff of not getting the spoon now with Canterbury so fucked? Well, yeah, what, the Eels are one game behind, aren't they? Yep. Or one or two and points behind. And a fair bit on four and against. Yeah, and so, look, I mean, there's a, there's a limping fucking gazelle there <laughs> <laughs> in the pack, right for the picking with all, yeah, like... All of their good players in yeah. gone elsewhere or yeah. injured. Uh, yeah. And I say good players in, in inverted commas. I think Clem is going to have to do some heroic shit. <laughs> Play a solo hand. Yeah, well, it's all relative. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, the good players in their team, yeah. Uh, Warriors take on the Sharks on Friday, the pub slot game over at Mount Smart Stadium. Now, this one, uh, the, the Warriors will be very well rested on account of the fact that uh, yeah, many of their players... T- like two of us, Jack and Johnson, elected not to play in Denver. Yeah, uh, they've got twenty five man, twenty five man squad though for this game because there are some people like your Isaac Luke's and yeah. and so on that are backing yeah. up, and you got some guys from the other tests. Um, having said that, the Sharkies, the Sharks need this win. Yes. Their, their season's been it's. What's that, like, when you're not quite erect, but you're not quite flaccid? Is there a word for what you are when you're not either of those things? I don't know. Because whatever it is, that's their season they've just right had now. A, they've, just, they've just kind of just, like, had, a, had, a, had like, a half a chubby all year. Yeah, they're at half-mast. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's not completely unnoticeable, but... Yeah. It's like they knew that they were going to nude up. So they've given it a couple yeah. of fucking cracks. <laughs> they've, they've primed it. They've primed it so it <laughs> so it doesn't so that it doesn't look as small as it usually is it's for it. them. So <laughs> the same thing. The thing you know you taught to milk a cow when you're a kid. You like squeeze, wrap, pull. Um, I'm gonna tip the sharks here. Yeah, I tip the sharks as well. Uh, but honestly, it's it's just hard to know what the. I mean, if the Warriors uh, have Isaac Luke playing. For example, that's a massive upgrade on fucking Carl Lawton, who they'd end up with yeah, otherwise. that's it. And I think, you know, it puts him a long way towards being in the game. And with all the flight delays, I'm not going to bank on that. Yeah. Uh, the Roosters take on the Storm Friday night late slot. Roosters, I mean, once again, we've got, you know, guys backing up from Origin, guys so backing up from the other games. Uh, the this Storm is the Adelaide have, Oval game. Um, Storm's going to have Adokar, Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, Munster. Slim Shady, fucking Wanda Sykes, Wanda Sykes, 
Roosters have got Mitchell. Teddy. Teddy. JWH. SST. SST. Napa. Napa. Oh, Napa's dead. Doesn't really count as backing up. He didn't do anything. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, yeah. I see. Well, they, I, I'm, just but, looking, I'm just looking at their lineup here. Are they Are they just outright giving um, Maria Hargraves the week off? He's not named at all in 21. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, look, just based on their performance last week, and again, they didn't you know, have a lot of guys backing up. I, th- I think the Roosters are uh, starting a roll. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to back them here. Okay, the uh, I think I've tipped the Roosters this one as well. Uh, Panthers take on Manly out there at Panthers Stadium. Now, the Panthers side, who are you guys? You've got your halves, obviously, but I mean, that's that's fine because, I mean, you know, they're not as contacted as... Uh, Peachy only played for four minutes, so he's going to be all good, although he's in the centres. Um, otherwise, you guys are pretty much okay. Manly had a bit of a uh, bit of movement this week, and, and I dare I say positive movement where we've had... Uh, Lewis Brown injured. Uh, Uate's uh, put himself out for the season, or you know, probably uh, with a, a high ankle syndesmosis, you know, whatever you call it. Um, they got rid of Hastings, so with so with uh, Lewis Brown out for the season injured, Hastings flicked. The NRL's arguments about about bringing in um, uh, Fainu in the, in a hooker have become null and void. Because now, now, now he is. Now they're like, okay, yeah, well, okay, you don't have the the, the hookers yeah, anymore, the cattle, so we'll yeah. bring him in. Um, Dylan Walker's been named, which is, uh, and they've only named twenty one. So I didn't expect him back so soon. I didn't know he was going to be back. Like, um, yeah. So, so yeah, he's he's been named in the six. Look, once you've been fucked so well by Peachy, you'll do whatever you can to feel that sweet feeling again. Yeah, I'd say yeah. You come back and uh, and. Uh, yeah, give Peachy the fucking going over they did last time. Um, Penrith are Manly's, you know, dominant fucking force. You know what? It doesn't, none of that shit matters. Because at the end of the day, Manly aside, they've now used, well, fuck, if, well, yeah, now they get to use Fainu, so that means they get to crack the magic 30 players used for the season. Now, now they're on 30 players mm-hmm. used for the season. And, um,. And Tom Wright is in 18. I would like to see him make his way into the fucking into the 17 for the game too, because uh, would you? Well, yeah, that's a shame. He's fucking. He's, just, he's 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 the most electrifying. He's like the he's like the real Ponga. He's like the I mean, that Ponga's the one they're talking about, but he's the one that's fucking living it, and he's he's actually he actually is the is the fucking real deal. Um, whereas Ponga's just the guy that fucking you know loses origins for his fucking state on debut. So. <laughs> Having said that, though, I mean, you know, once again, Panthers is a side that's relatively, at this stage, relatively settled lineup. And I mean, although they had like some injury issues, uh, you know, a month ago or whenever, or a month ago, whenever it was, still the worst injury crisis in modern sport. Your injury crisis, like two years ago, was worse than this. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it fucking was. No, it wasn't. What was it the year before? No, it fucking definitely was. No, definitely was. Not worse. You've used like fucking eighteen players all season. You got to get your head out of this fucking. Manly bullshit communist. Ta- every player is equal. I wasn't talking about this fucking manly. I'm talking about Penrith. Well, why? You, why you've got to fucking bring all these little fucking straw players into the fucking argument? Because no, it's straw man, not straw players. <laughs> but this thing—I was of, fucking tailoring it for the rugby league discussion that's currently going on. I think players are people, not objects. No, I think they're objects. <laughs> <laughs> lucrative, lucrative objects. <laughs> lucrative brain damage. <laughs> the, the, 
the cattle we've lost is far, far more detrimental to our season um, than anything Manly's got on the sideline. I must say though, Manly's Manly's uh, back line is looking far, far better and more dangerous yeah. than the Penrith one. The way I look at it, I mean, you got the shit Zalees now. You got Christian Crichton. I mean, that guy's going the dog. He says everything about that fucking guy's long term prospect, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sign that deal unless Gus has fucking put a gun to your head and said, sign it, cunt? Yeah, it's... <laughs> because you know you're not going for the money. You're not going for the premiership aspirations. Well, you... You're going there because you've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. You, you're going there because they know they've, they've got to fucking shut the Morrises off. Yeah. And you're the only fucking winger or centre they'll pick up and you might get 300 elsewhere, but you'll get 375 there. Yeah, but... Because you're still less than the But is he though? Because, I mean, he's still in that... He's he's, he's still in that, hasn't done a goddamn thing, fucking... And hasn't been spectacular at any... Like, it's not like he's... Oh, he's been good. He's been very good this year. No, 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 no. They're not very. Solid. Like, he's been... As as a rookie? He's been solid. Yeah. But then you look at, like, like, you look at Kotrick's rookie year. 100%. But Kotrick's not available, is no, he? No, he's like 15% yeah. of that. That's it. Like, like, but so, Kotrick's not available. No, no, no. no. I'm, just, I'm, just sort of, I'm just sort of comparing, yeah. like, you know, bursting onto the scene. Yeah. Like, you know, Kotrick's like, oh my God, this guy's fucking, you know, this guy's like, oh yeah, he's got the same name as that fucking four-fingered cunt. <laughs> that's, that's a bad... Anyway, Penrith by a million. Penrith, um, look, put it this way, Penrith, Penrith will, will win this game or they'll be fucking embarrassed <laughs> badly. <laughs> Oh, there's no, there's, honestly, there's no situation for any team in the competition except for like doggies and eels and, you know, guys like, you know, maybe like Titans and stuff like that. There's no, there's, there's absolutely no circumstances where it should be acceptable for teams on the top of the ladder that are trying, vying for the minor premiership should, uh, you know, should not fucking win. There's no situation where they shouldn't win. Except when, you know, you have Australia's premier harvest combination backing up from the toughest game in the history of the sport <laughs> a couple of days earlier one after you know legitimately something hasn't been fucking taken down that hard since Omaha Beach the way Cleary took out Holmes <laughs> band of brothers motherfucker uh, fuck that is like literally going to be the one highlight of his origin career and it wasn't even like a fucking a hundredth of like you know like a Sattler I can't believe he's, he's eclipsing Sattler for doing something fucking not even on the same fucking ballpark and it's like and, and it's, it's like people and it's like people and it's like people supporting the same team for both guys yeah well, Penrith now own grand final highlights they now own origin highlights <laughs> that's the way it is uh, Knights take on the doggies in Newcastle Look, I've I've got no love for Newcastle at the moment. They've been very fucking disappointing and and, and regressing back to their pre two thousand eighteen yeah. status. However, it's the dogs. Um, no foreign, no MBI, no Woods. Lachlan Lewis and Jeremy Marshall King are the halves they've got here. Look, the only one I feel sorry for is Brett Morris in all this. I mean, that guy's fucking yeah. origin, state of origin hero. That, he gave five years of his fucking life to that fucking series win in two thousand fourteen. So I'll forever, I'll have, forever have love for fucking BMOS. But um, I reckon in the future there'll be a museum somewhere. Like we walk in and there's like you know five years of <laughs> BMOS's life and Walls yeah. left nut. <laughs> 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 
I was going to say something. <laughs> I just can't do it. Uh, look, I'm still going tonight, so. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm anticipating and hoping for the Bulldogs to lose every game for the rest of the season. Um, got mad love for Bulldogs fans. Your team can fucking suck it. Brisbane <laughs> um, Broncos versus the Canberra Raiders. Suncorp Stadium, Saturday night. So, Broncos fans, set your alarm. You don't want to turn up 24 hours early for this one. And, um, look, this is a... Well, I mean, they're all kind of must-win for the Broncos because, I mean, they're propping up the eight. And, you know, although they have a, a little buffer at the moment, uh, you know, potentially a rejuvenated West Tigers side, you know. But here's the thing. Do you know who's chasing them? Fucking Raiders. One of them, yeah. So they can actually so they can bridge it. their buffer. There's, there's a four-point gap at the moment. Yeah. So it can be halved. And, you know, in, in, yeah. yeah. Um, just coming in, the... Yeah, the the Broncos have got fucking dickhead meeting merchant. Thing is about the Broncos though, before this break in play, I mean they had some phenomenal fucking first halves or starts to games. That sort of thing can take the take the Raiders out of it. Honestly, yeah, it can. One thing the Broncos aren't really doing of late though is finishing games. Yeah. Although you got you know it did take a an on fire Melbourne Storm to finish on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, as the Raiders can bring some kind of you know capture that confidence and uh, and and show that again from their win over the Tigers, where they absolutely started to run roughshod over them at the end and and pile on the points and the line breaks and everything like that. If they can if they can if they can start with that kind of frame of mind. Yeah then, uh, you know, give them a great chance. They probably need to... They're going to have to weather a storm early um, because the Broncos have been staying well late, and I expect them to... I, I, it seems to have been such a consistent feature of their game lately that I that I, I would expect them... Yeah, I would expect it to happen again. Correct. Uh, so it's up to the Raiders to weather that and uh, and come home. Uh, I'm still going to... I think I'm picking the Broncos, though. Tigers take on the Titans at Leichhardt. The introduction of Moses and Bai to the side. The reintroduction <laughs> of Robert Farah to the side. So, for the first time this season, the West Tigers are going to be running with a fucking proper nine. I what don't now? Know, I don't know about... Oh, why, are you, why are you talking about that retired, that retired fucking back row from Manly? <laughs> <laughs> um... Josh Reynolds in the six, at least partial part of the game, I suppose, until he gets injured. Yes. Uh, look, I just don't know. I mean, look, Titans, don't know what the fuck I make of them, man. Ash Taylor's got a great chance to push for a dead rubber inclusion in the Queensland side. Yep. Uh, the Titans didn't have much opposition last week. No. And, oh, sorry, week before. And there were still some things they did that a, a better team should have and would have punished them for. Yep. Uh, in, in saying that, if they take the opportunity to really belt the Tigers up the middle third, I think there's some weakness there. You know, you, you look at how Canberra got back into that game. Yeah. Um, it the, the Tigers do have a fade in them. Spiritual home, return of dickhead, you know... 
Look, Tigers at Leichhardt are always a better proposition than yeah. now. I mean, this it's a it's usually a special game, and the fact that you know Robbie, they'll probably make something of, of Robbie's return and all that sort of thing. It, it's going to come down how Robbie Farrell plays is going to come down again to how much this humility's actually sunk in. You know, whether this thing at South of, well, okay, now I just need to be the supportive half, and I need to get out quickly and give good service to the people outside me. Yep. Or whether it just too easily turns back into I'm Robbie Farrah and I'll win the game for the West Tigers. Yeah, I just I, I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like he's he's uh, been sufficiently humbled from his time playing for Norths in the in the Resies and. Yeah, but we had this argument last week. Yeah, I know. If he was playing with any other club, yeah, I would agree with you that that you know, humility would continue with him. But because he is back at the Tigers, mm-hmm. that's why I think it won't. Well, I'm just like the lessons he's learned in the last 18 months at the yeah. Rabbits. And it's not socially acceptable for me to masturbate to car accidents anymore, so I'll have to watch this fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> the Rabbits take on the Cowboys. I don't have the teams at the moment. Uh, for that one, when I grabbed the stuff here just after 4 o'clock this afternoon, they didn't have their team out. They're the only one that didn't have it out. Rabbits. Um, yeah, but I think the Rabbits. Uh, Barlow Park, is that the that's the, the Cairns game they play or the whatever? Is it? Is it? Cairns was gorgeous fucking ground. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, based on form, and once again, all of these all of these games kind of have an asterisk next to them in terms of what happens with the guys coming back from Denver. Yeah, you know, anything picked up niggling. I mean, I didn't hear of, of too much coming out of the Origin game. Uh, you know, just things, like, and, and also the Pacific tests. Uh, you know, we know of like the injuries that they. That they that yeah. they nailed down straight away, like you are saying that. But, um, but again, you know, straight up, there's more of an impact flying back from Denver than there is going back from Campbelltown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably safer in Denver. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's just whether any injuries are niggling ones. Because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like the, the Denver flight might be a killer, but I mean, the Tonga vs. Samoa, those motherfuckers, went, <laughs> they hit hard. <laughs> Okay, mailbag. Uh, first up on Twitter, we got Tim Comedian said, uh, "Remember when Mitch Moses, James Tedesco, and Aaron Wood said they said the reason why they left the Tigers to play was to play semi-finals football? Moses has already played, and now Tedesco and Woods are looking odds on playing semis in the 2018, and the Tigers are not." Well done. Hurdy her. What's Moses doing this year? Heavy underscore Nova. Making it pretty fucking difficult to share on my Facebook, guys. Mum's not a massive fan of fuckhead cakes. <laughs> Look, or well, maybe, you know, she's not the boss of you anymore, man. You're, you're, you're a grown-ass person, presumably. I'd be fucking more concerned if my mum was a fan of fuckhead cakes. <laughs> but, you know, if you, know, if you could have the cool one, it's like, oh, fuck, I love listening to this swear about rugby league. Thanks, um, thanks for the share, son. I'm calling. What, uh, like, you know, like you... Your mum enjoying being the meat in a dickhead sandwich. It wouldn't be good. And uh, the person with the unmentionable handle who's just uh, trolling you and I with his fucking <laughs> handle, I tell you. <sighs> Hearing Real Dad will be making an appearance on episode 300 feels like he's turning up Christmas morning only to leave again when the kids are asleep that, that night never to be heard from again. Hashtag he ain't my dad now. <laughs> Josh underscore Gunton one. 
People who think Hayne will be anything of talent post his NFL career. He's just here for some more dollars till he retires. I'm over the fact that yields are a retirement fund for all the players who want extra cash post their playing careers. Just blood some youth. Here, here. Hang on, who's all the players, though? I guess four and what, Mo? Argument could be made for both Scott. Um, both Scott fucking dug it. Jared's return. Um, what, Mo got medically retired? Yeah, but it was a little extra yeah. four and what the fuck did he do? What did he do for him? Play for know. about four, four and a half minutes? You get some fucking coupons for Walmart or something <laughs> for him? Uh, Dominic says, uh, serious note, got to give props to you guys for acknowledging the haters. Fucking bunch of twats, a lot of them. But credit to you for recognizing what's out there. You're a rare pair. Hey, man, That's fucking a- people like what they like. Exactly. De Niro, uh, maybe for the 300th we should do a meet-up. Then I could wear the jersey Real Dad bought when we gaped his team again. I tell you, uh, the, the the official jersey count on fucking... The amount of jerseys... I think Glenn probably spent fucking $2,000 on jerseys in his time on the show. By like, starting stupid bets like against the Dragons and stuff. like. Jesus Christ, what are we doing for next week? Oh, fuck, what's happening next week? Oh, Penrith and Manly. Oh, fuck, fine, I've got absolutely no fucking expectation of Manly doing anything. I'd be surprised if we got within 13 plus. Christ. Uh, Biggest Tiger. Quoting yourself. If you're from New South Wales, go for New South Wales. If you're not, fuck off. I don't want to know you. (laughs) Laugh so loud, some commuters got awkward. Uh, Hashtag couldn't find the J quotes account. (laughs) Does that mean you couldn't find the account or you couldn't find your login for the account? Oh, hmm. Steve K one four six three four two, the Russian bot. If Phil <laughs> wasn't biased, it'd be fucking garbage. Keep up the great work, boys. Hashtag fuck me, Trey. Nice one, brother. Um, a voluntary tackle. Just listen to my first step. Great work, boys. Keep it up. And uh, I've I have seen other Twill Nation members uh, say that voluntary tackle is good podcast as well. I haven't had the opportunity to listen to it, but I shall. And um, thank you, sir. Brandon Vaudrey. Uh, is there a blanket cuck band this week? Well, you, sir, are terrified to give your, your address details. So I'd love to give you a prize for being the first and one of the only people to realise um, that we actually didn't even mention the, the word once all episode, just as an experiment to see if anyone would pick it up. Uh, and it was, yeah. And I think there was, was one other person who, I've, who I forget, but you know, it doesn't matter because you know, if you're not first, you're last. Um, mm. Steve the Russian bot again uh, was the first response for us in uh, the banners asking about you know favourite banners and we had uh, and he said uh, my favourite banner was from uh, when a slightly odd Dragons fan turned up with a banner that said Jamie Soward you're the best spelled Jamie J A I M I E after being laughed off the hill he came back the next week having used white out to fix the extra eye <laughs> saw that shit banner for a whole year. <laughs> Biggest Tiger and Mad Dog underscore No Space both hit us with this one from the, the weekend. I said, uh, best sign ever. I love you, Tonga, but don't mind the loss. My wife is Samoan and she's the boss. And <sighs> Uncle, uh, Uncle Mel said, don't have a picture, but the best banner ever was during Origin a few years back that said Bird Glass the Chick. <laughs> there was also that one from a couple of years ago where it's had like... Barrowville's in Barrowville's <laughs> That's one that I remember far more fondly. Um, Jim Pan Z15 sent us a, a photograph. He said, about signs. I remember having a bit of a chuckle when I saw this one a few years back when the Raiders played, whoever Mason was playing with at the time. And I said, who needs a big willy when you have a great tongue? Uh, yeah. And that Referencing was, uh, uh, Alan Tongue. Alan Tongue. Yeah. Mm. He now is uh, not 
a bad uh, commentator on the ABC Grandstand. Yeah, he was, uh, he was. He was doing the co. He uh, listened to what was it the other? Well, in the Manly US Dragons game the other week. Um, yeah, he was co-pilot in that one. Uh, underscore JDHD said my favourite banner was the Miso Hornby one from 2010. <laughs> a Dragons fan, well, a banner that only a Dragons fan could love. So what have we established today? Dragons fans fucking hate their own fans and make fun of each other on the hill with their banners. For like, you know, making a mistake while they're supporting their team. For making the crime of, of um, trying to support their team, just, you know, despite varying levels of literacy. And they also use pop culture to thinly veil their racism. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and whatever whatever you can attribute to that fucking GST battle. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Why hasn't that one been laughed off the fucking hill, yeah, I how ask do, you? Yeah, how does fucking 2 Eye Jamie get, get done? Yeah. And, and Great St. George team. Is, is the, the fucking guy that made Great St. George team like seven foot and fucking 300 kilos of muscle or something? Yeah, he's like, he, he, he's, he's like fucking Cohen, Cohen, he's in the Chevron. Yeah. No, you make an excellent point. I mean, like, yeah, what the, I don't understand where's, what's the baseline. So it's just, it's just grammar and spelling that that is the, the baseline for laughing someone off the hill and, and not actual just shit quality banter. Yeah, like, there's fucking Dragons fans everywhere. What's your fucking problem? Great St. George team. There's a G, there's an S, there's a T. Well, they had that old fucking we skull. We fucking put it there. They had that old skull guy on their, on their hill for how many years? A fucking neo-Nazi? Oh. So, I mean, like, you know. Oh, no, no, thank you. No. It takes all types to fucking support the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Twitter 293. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, we're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League, so you hit the like button, share the posts around. And you know what? If your mother doesn't like fuckhead cakes or she doesn't like the title of the show, I don't even know what's going to be this week. I've got no fucking idea. But um, if she says anything, just un- unfriend that bitch. Just like, You don't need the aggravation in your life. Yeah. If your mum comes to you and says, why is this episode called fucking Flange Slurpees? <laughs> Just explain to her it's her fault. <laughs> uh, iTunes. Of course, we love getting reviews, good or bad. This week, I could say, safely, it's 100% good week. Um, as you would expect. Uh, uh, five stars from Jazza81. That Muttley Laugh guy is great. Great show, funny as fuck. Two blue baggers living in banana land, telling it how it is. Informative, witty, great perspective on all things rugby league. Thank you, sir. There you go. And then we've got one from, uh, Jesus, my eyes getting bad when these fucking small text. Need to make these bigger next time. Lades85, <laughs> courteous and polite hosts who respect all clubs. Five stars. <laughs> I've been listening to the podcast for about two years now, and just like a fine bowl of Jesus juice, it gets better with age. <laughs> No boring, flaccid game reviews here. Nothing but erect, insightful insights and hilarious quips, zings and zingers. The band is crisp. The length of the show is below average some weeks, but most of the time... <laughs> most of the time is a respectable six to eight, 20 minute sectors. Uh, girthy. <laughs> Sorry. Girthy and, uh, and full of sweet NRL goodness. One listen and you will surely be in awe of its splendour. <laughs> I, did, I didn't read that review before I put it in, so it fucking got Is me that, all surprised. It's funny. They fucking ticked off on about six things we've said on this episode. <laughs> the cunt's got a time machine. <laughs> uh, are you us? <laughs> Get out of my head, man. <laughs> so if... um. 
if you've got a magnificent review like that in you and you just need to unleash it on the world, take yourself to iTunes and the podcast section, hit up Sports and Recreation, check out our logo on What's Hot, click that, choose a rating, leave a review, thank you very much, and um, shout out to all our buddies that, are, that support us, uh, Super League Pod, Sports BS, Green Machine Pod, West Weekly, Sportscastle AU. Uh, congratulations on, I think we're just hitting 20 episodes for Sportscastle Boys, so uh, good job tipping. Punching Prolapse has uh, maintained the four-point buffer uh, over Eurokuk, uh, and then one point back to Robbo, Manola, another point back to H-Dragons fans, Pele, Chris B, and another point back to Terry G, Giannis, and Mario Siegs. I am making my run now. I'm only about four, a couple of points out of the ten now, but it's in the 30s or something, but Fuck it's yeah. tight competition. And I did a quick check, and I can't remember the exact thing, but I know that last year's champion, uh, Lynn, who was talking it up this year as well, I think she's down in the 70s or something. Um, Ugh, maybe past 100. I don't oh. know. I looked at it, and I was, like, I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I was like, wow. Oh, oh curse the darkness, Lynn. Yeah, we haven't had too many entries come up for the last man standing cycle, and I had had some feedback on our, you know, uh, cucks splitting the fucking rewards yeah. thing, and apparently we stated earlier in the in the piece that in the event of you know to pr- to prevent stalemates, yeah, we would select the game that you know that would have to be select you know the the winner would have to be selected from. A range of games or a game of our choosing uh, obviously we'd be choosing the the most difficult ones to tip so you know, are you saying that we need to force them to pick i don't know well i mean but there, there really there hasn't been um, many people jump on this this latest wave of it so i'm happy to f- make these cunts fucking fight to the yeah death. all good i'll message them both okay so which game in that case this weekend the brawl to end it all let me go back to the games so I can see what... But what do we do if they here. both pick the same team? <sighs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> What's the most contentious... What is what the most contentious game? Like, okay, Warriors, Sharks, Roosters, Storm. They're probably the ones, right? Yeah. So what do we do? I don't know. Make a call. Warriors, Sharks. Warriors, Sharks. Pick your winner. Best of luck. Supercoach. Sam Seals on top. Dominant into the in the top 75 now overall for Supercoach. Oof. So fucking go hard, son. Uh, the cheap seats bought not bread. Captain Robbo Cuck. Pineapples for the pokies. Junior Mints. Pool of Death. Grey goes the journeyman. And Meme Queens wraps up the top 10. Um, well done. Fucking not even an intentional express episode, just by virtue of the fact there are only four games this week. Um, just gone, sorry, five games this weekend, just gone. That is a fucking Cronulla Sharks fan argument. What's that? We had less games to review, and so the podcast's taken a shorter period of time. Well, that sounds like, it sounds like Captain Obvious, actually, when you think, when you put it that way. Well, listen, <laughs> I heard some fuckhead gloating about the fact that Aaron Woods isn't a rep player anymore, and so Cronulla are paying him less than another team did when he was a rep player. Fancy that. <laughs> Do you know? How's that work? So. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's it. I've got nothing more to add this week. Not at all. I'm fucking tired though after a big weekend, but um, it was great to see New South Wales fucking take out the trophy in New South well Wales. Well done, New South Wales. While I was in New South Wales, enjoying, surrounded by New South Wales people. 
and uh, not having you know the, you know for what what you what you what you miss out on in terms of post game victory trolling in the flesh you gain in camaraderie just come yeah uh, <laughs> bonhomie Div- <laughs> diversity in the gene pool immediately around you <laughs> yes um, exactly bucket back end of the year countdown to the meetup fucking get in I'll tell you what we probably we'll probably meet up for some beers and everything before third origin game just to be perfectly honest it's in Brisbane we'll fucking we'll figure it out yeah. same same fucking venue as last time grab a burger on the way through um be at the game of course I've got to put a remind, I've got to put a reminder on my phone though that I'm going to have a fucking deep green shit the next morning <laughs> well you don't have so, to you don't have to eat the fucking <laughs> Serena burger oh, it's very tasty yeah <laughs> That was a special thing, though, wasn't it? I mean, they, they might not be doing Serena Burgers anymore. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do something there. and uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a beer and that before that game. And, um, yep, yeah, 300 coming up as well. And then the grand final thing. And, yeah, we just... Uh, okay. Tell you what, people, uh, Sydney siders, we're potentially looking for uh, some some new places to try. Grand final weekend. So if anyone knows anything like you know, cool, you know, bars of good food, not necessarily sit down restaurants sort of things, but you know, somewhere where you know where people can mingle and definitely you know, not sit down restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Where people you know can can mingle. You know, we can you know circulate around. Everyone have some has conversations, have some beers. I've got a fucking ferry. I feel what I need to make the grand final day better is just motion that I'm not in control of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, put it out on water. Yeah. Party boat. <laughs> yeah, party boat. Yeah. Anyone, anyone has any suggestions though? Please, uh, yeah, hit us up in our DMs or whatever. Just uh, you know, give us some uh, recommendations that you can vouch for. Yep. Um Clevo was fucking great last year. Yes, yes. And um, that's basically it. It's us. That's us. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>